Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm award-winning singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and indie filmmaker, Marcia Novelli. Joining us this week is Darren Majorowski, head engineer at Jocasta Studios in the greater Hamilton area of Ontario. Darren has played a pivotal role in generating albums for iconic bands such as Alexis on Fire, Snoop Dogg, and Protest the Hero. Darren also toured across Canada and the U.S. with various indie bands spanning more than a decade, in addition to touring across North America, working as a backline technician, stage manager, and monitor tech for bands such as Like Some Fire and Kitty. We're excited to hear about Darren's work in the music industry and the advice he'd offer to his fellow creatives. Hey, buddy, how's it going? How you doing? Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, I guess we can share with our with our audience that it did take us about an hour to get um, everything set up today to do this interview. So but I want to over. say this is this is not because we are useless at technology. It is actually <laughs> just because the technology that we're using is relatively useless. Yes, technology is the devil. This is the truth. So it kind of cut into my, I, I eat every three hours, so it cut into my next mealtime. So anyone watching this will notice this beautiful homemade uh, vegetable soup my wife made um, and uh, some nice uh, lemon water that I will annoy everyone with by going like this. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> nice. That will punctuate <laughs> everything with that. All right, Taryn, buddy. Um, what are three things about yourself that everyone should know? Oh, that uh, I'm obsessed with golf. And uh, anytime I'm not in the studio, I'm on the golf course. Because um, I think that uh, anytime you're, you spend a lot of time doing one thing, especially when it's something you love, even if it's something you hate, you really need to balance it all the time. You know, so um, I just genuinely enjoy playing golf. And I find that it's a really great uh, polar opposite um, balance to uh, to what I do every day, like in the studio, you know, instead of sitting, you know, and there's no sunlight and you're in front of a screen, golf is like the polar opposite. So you're walking, you're outside, it's, you're getting some sun, it's beautiful weather, you're physical, you know what I mean? I can um, relate to that because I love to run. Right, and right. Particularly outside, obviously we live in Canada, so right. can't always do that, but it's just the balance that always sitting in front of the computer, whether it's doing yeah. a show or music or whatever, right? Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So, um, I also have started to just take up the hobby of building guitars. So, um, I'm in, in process of my second one right now. So, um, no way. Yeah. So I've already built a strat and now I'm restoring like a fifties Les Paul junior. So, Cause I'm taking, you know, cause I, I'm, you know, I love guitars and I love guitar tone and, you know, I'm involved in sound. So I'm, I'm like modding these guitars and tweaking them so that they're just like, you know, they're beasts. 
especially for recording and, and just live and whatever, you know, they're just not guitars that you can just buy off the shelf. So I'm making them, you know, like a powerhouse kind of thing. And what's the third thing? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm not that exciting. So I, I, about, I'm a big car fanatic. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. And we should probably mention, um, you're actually a friend of mine. I met you about uh, just over four years ago mm-hmm. when I went to the studio to record my debut full-length solo album. It's not an excuse, it's a reason. Yep. Go download it. <laughs> and uh, Darren is featured in the, uh, the award-winning documentary, Walking Proof. Um, he engineered the record. He worked with Nick Lugona on it. And uh, he, if there's anyone to watch the documentary for, it's this guy. Because he's a... He's a, he's a I was going to call you a sweetheart, but yeah, you are a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart, but you're also just a, you're also just a, you're, you're, um, you're just a real person in the sense you don't try to, you don't try to pretend to be someone that you're not. And it even comes through in the documentary, even with the camera in front of your face, which I'm sure you're not used to all the time. No. You like hiding behind a computer screen, like most of us musicians or producers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's when we met about four years ago and, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about you or anything and uh you were you were real great pleasure to work with and uh cool story i've I've mentioned a few times on the show and i'm so glad to finally have you on here is i've i've been asked before how uh chris Steele from lex on fire played on my record and do do you remember the story or do you want to tell it i briefly remember but you you might be more fresher at it okay well i remember before i went to the studio i had thought my thought to myself it would be great to get chris on the record of of everyone i just thought chris just coming to play bass because you know why not and uh, it was it was the day before we started tracking the record. You know, Chelsea and I came in with all our suitcases because uh, up at Jacasa they have uh, apartments upstairs, and we were just kind of getting ourselves ready. You were showing me around the studio, like I'd seen the studio before, but you're kind of you really made me feel welcome, by the way. And you're just kind of showing me everywhere, and you know, this is where we're going to do this, and because you could, I think you could probably tell I was nervous but excited, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we were just shooting the shit kind of in the 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 one hallway to the uh, the live room, and. I was just like, yeah, you know, I think it'd be cool to get, you know, I'd love to get a couple guests on the record. And you're like, oh, like, who? I'm just like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, maybe like Steels from Lex on Fire. And you look at me, and I'm just like, what? You're like, oh, that's my cousin. <laughs> and that's I, I thought maybe you knew that, and you were, you were kind of like, it was like a hint. That, see, you know and, what? It, it would have been hilarious if it was, if I was right. being like passive, well, not past aggressive, I was just being subtle about it. Yeah. No, that's the thing. I had no idea you even knew each other at okay. all. And that's yeah, actually like, so strange. That's the strange part. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can make we can make it happen. So well, I could totally understand that because if I knew that, you know, I'd I'd be someone to be like, oh yeah, we're going to get uh, him on the record. Actually, yeah. no, you know me. I'd, I'd probably just be direct. Hey, Steels is your cousin, right? Yeah. Can we get him on the record? But yeah, anyways, from there it was just one of those interesting happenstance that you know he came on the record you, you were kind enough to send him a song and uh yeah he dug it and he came out to play and actually when when i look back at walking proof now i actually i'm embarrassed it's been like four years i was you know a completely different person i look so starstruck by steels now i see him i see him all the time at the gym like hey how's it going buddy yeah. you know, there's a different Marcy, almost every week marcy was like guess who saw the gym today I'm like chris Steele. Nah. Again? No, that's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, listen. He's blushing. Not, not like that though. It's like you know, it's nice. I saw him. You know, how's he yeah. doing? It's like seeing a friend, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. uh, oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> I, I, I happen to live with him, and you probably see him more often than I do. So yeah, really, eh? Yeah. <laughs> 
But no, it's just funny to look back because that was like four years ago. You're a different person now. You know, I don't know if it has to do with being a dad now, you know, or, you know, I just look at it differently. I don't really get starstruck. It's more of, oh, he's, you know, he's a really nice dude. You were nice enough to introduce us. And I just think he's a sweet person and, you know, it's great to have him on the record. So I'm glad to finally tell that story because that was, uh, that was fun. Uh, Now let's talk about you. (laughs) You've worked on, uh, you've worked on a ton of records over the years. And uh, I guess, you know, we always kind of tell a history of someone, but maybe we can uh, switch things up a little bit and talk about what you're working on right now. Well, right now I'm in process of uh, mixing a documentary, a six part documentary with uh, protest the hero. Um, So they're working with their longtime director, uh, uh, Mark Riccadelli. He's done, a few of their records. He's done a, a pile of the Alexa on Fire records as well. Um, and so uh, every 15th of the month, they release another part, another song, and another part. So um, that's ongoing. Uh, I think we're done four episodes out of six so far. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then I'm working on a, a movie soundtrack right now, um, which should be finalized next Tuesday, is our last date. Um, so that's the first time I've ever worked on, you know, music for, for a movie soundtrack. Um, and it's interesting cause, cause you're working with picture and you're kind of syncing up audio. You have to sometimes create, you know, a mood or tension or whatever. And then you, it's good to kind of time it with the video as well. So it's a totally different approach than making an album because, you know, in an album you're working with a tempo or a groove or whatever, and you're working with musicians this is, you're kind of working with a story, you know, and a, and a picture as well as, you know, another guy. And it's still very creative, but totally different than, you know, working on a record. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really cool. Do you find that you need to be a bit more disciplined when you're working with, you know, different mediums? Like if you're working, you know, you're composing something or, or working on something that has to accompany a visual yeah like, it, it definitely is it's a different different vibe uh in terms of you almost have to even dig deeper creatively in a way instead of acting on instincts all the time which i do like when we're in the studio everything's like impulsive and, and instinct and organic and whatever this is more like you really gotta just kind of sit for a second and think and you know what I mean? Uh, maybe also because I've never really done it either. So it's a little slower to come out, but it's, but it's still equally as creative and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I was going to say it's something I've been interested in because it, it's kind of the polar opposite for me as a songwriter. It's about, you know, you have something inside, you got to let it out. This is different. Right. This is, I would assume there's something on the screen and now your job is to almost yeah. help manipulate the audience and yeah. feeling, or I, I, it sounds like a bad way of putting it, but maybe emphasize the emotion yeah. that's seen on the screen, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and compliment what the director, you know, has already comp- compiled and, and shot and whatever, right? Um, you know, because visual is just as equal as audio in movies, but a lot of people take the, 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 the visual over, you know, to precedence the audio because they see it, and it's like they take the audio kind of for granted, in a way, because, you know what I mean, they just kind of expect that when a person walks across, across the floor, yeah, that chat should just be there. But, ooh, look at the visual effects in the computer. But when in actuality, there's a lot more work that goes into the audio um, to set the mood or, or the vibe or whatever than I think people realize at first until you step back and go, yeah. whoa, you know. 
Because it's so well, funny yeah. when you see things like, you know, uh, like uh, you've probably seen them on YouTube, like, you know, like the Mrs. Doubtfire trailer that someone has yes. made. But they put yeah. like, cr- like music that would be associated more with like a horror film or something. <laughs> yes. And that completely and changes yeah. the tone exactly. and the feel and everything. So yeah. I, I think it must be really weird to, um, you know, even if you're working on something, just to switch the music out, just to see what it would be like. Right, right. Um, yeah, and and someone just sent me a link to like like an like a another uh, Dumb and Dumber Dumb and Dumber uh, recut to a drama because I've seen other recuts, but I think there's a new one that just came out, so that it looks like a drama, and it totally works too. It's unbelievable how much just cutting and music and editing can make yeah. to giving the you know the listener or the viewer. A totally di- different impression. So, so you can actually go wrong too. You know what I mean? If you oh, yeah. don't oh, yeah. cut it the way that you actually want to, you can actually screw that up too. So it's, it's kind of a fine line. Yeah, yeah I just, I, going going back to we mentioned Walking Proof before, which is <laughs> I, we can say it's the documentary about the making my debut album that you were a part of. Um, going back to that, I remember when that was at uh, that was at the Hamilton Film Festival. Which, by the way, you were the only person to make it out to that, that other than my wife that was in the film because you're awesome. <laughs> um, I remember watching a lot of other indie films that were really well shot. We were beautiful, but the thing that was lacking, and it's one of these things, you know it when it's not there, was the audio. Mm. You know, right. you take it for granted when it's yes. there. Even I take it for granted, you know, yeah. but then when it's not right. And a lot of these indie yeah. filmmakers, I, I, when I talk to people, I'm like, you know what? Don't forget the audio. You know, uh, luckily you can do a lot of stuff in post, like to enhance the, the mm. film with audio, but you got to still capture the, yes. the dialogue, the, you know, clearly. So, so what do you like better? Do you like, uh, you know, do you like working on records or, or movies if you had to choose? Well, the, the, the movies thing is still very new, but I, I am taking a liking to it. But so I, I kind of, I, I really enjoy making records cause there's nothing more than I love to, you know, than just, you know, getting a really good drum sound and, and, and working with a, with an amazing band. I mean, there's, it's such a rush and such a fulfilling feeling at, at the end of the day, working with people like that, you know? Um, so, so I can't really accurate, I can't fairly say what I like more cause I'm, I'm, I've put, you know, thousands and thousands of hours into making records, but then a very, very small portion into movies. So I would say albums right now, but, um, so it's kind of like you have, a, you have this really long, this really long relationship with music, but then this really good looking movie comes along and you're like well this is new and exciting but you know you don't know if that's excitement's gonna last for years and years or it's just like you know that's my analogy wow exactly yeah don't show this episode to chelsea (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean why did that come to mind that's what i'm like oh god i'm just digging myself deeper i mean creatively it's probably good to have a bit of variation you know try new things but then also the skills that you learn you you know the skills that you've learned through uh through making albums are probably transferable to making movies and then making the skills that you're going to learn through making the movies For are sure. probably going to be transferable to the album. So really it's kind of like expanding, you know, working outside your normal kind of box yeah. helps you to get better at what you do inside exactly. your normal box. And, and, and that's, yeah. that's ultimately what helps you, you know, expand and create and whatever, because every time you can take an influence from whatever it is, it's always going to help, you know, um, further down the road of something else that you wouldn't even think. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I guess in this industry, you're like a lifelong learner, whether absolutely. you kind of know it yeah. or not. Um, and, and the more that you can yeah. learn from different areas. And, and, uh, and, that, and that's what I say about golf all the time, too, because it's a sport that you will never master. Even the, the best guys in the world will never master that sport. So that's why I really like, you know, 
making records and working with audio and producing and engineering because you will never know everything. You will learn all the time. And, and with that kind of sport too, of sport, whatever you want to call it, you'll never also master it. But every time you do it more and more, you get better and better and better, but you'll never be the best at it. You know what I mean? Um, so working on a record, you have to pick one. Producing, engineering, mixing. Um, definitely not producing yet because I'm, I don't want to produce yet. Um, I would have to say... Why is that? Well, yeah, someone else asked me that just recently too because because um, right now I I want to learn how to be the best engineer that I can in terms of getting all of the sounds that I can, you know, as best as possible right from the source. And, and a lot of times when I'm engineering, I'm almost kind of mixing in a way too. Like, uh, you know, I think that's kind of the, the, the British philosophy is to kind of get the sounds on how it's going to kind of end up like this British and North American okay. philosophy. So. North American is more to record flat, you know, and then tweak after and British is more get the sounds going in, you know, to 80, Hmm. 90 or above percent of where they're going to be. So you're making fewer movements afterwards, more critically as opposed to more movements all over the place. You know what I mean? So it's either the Chevy or the Ford, whatever you want to drive. There's no right or wrong. Both avenues produce amazing results. It just depends on what you want to choose, you know, and I've done records both ways too. Um, so, um, so that be engineering then I would say so, but, I, but I'm really, really enjoying mixing. That's the thing. So yeah, going back well, to your question, because of what you said about thinking ahead yeah, in the mix. Yeah. So, like so, it. so, so it's very, so I would almost link mixing in with engineering in a way. Hmm. So definitely not producing because I want to kind of really build that foundation first. And, and then, you know, even when I am engineering and, and working with bands, I still am loosely producing. But I haven't decided to, like, jump into that field yet and, and really do it because I want to be, you know, as experienced as possible engineering and, 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 and doing that as best as I can before I really take that leap. So then I, then I can eventually be both you know, and just be like, like a, like a one-stop shop kind of thing, which a lot of guys are, you know, there are a lot of guys that I really look up to and and they are, you know, as equally an engineer as a producer and they can like bow in and out of either as they please. So, um, such as, um, well, um, say like a guy like Bob clear mountain, who's one of my favorite guys of all time. Um, uh, Oh man, I mean, there's there's just there's a lot of people. Uh, you know, I'm reading Rick, Rick Rubin's book right now. I don't know how much of an engineer he always was, but he's he's a great producer at what he does and and how he, you know, all the different genres that he is involved in. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of drawing a blank on that. But uh, there's just there's a lot of people that I that I I, I really like their you know production styles and, and and what they're doing. Well, you know what. I'd really love to hear from you is, is maybe some advice for um, an aspiring engineer that's, that's, that's listening or watching this right now. And uh, they just want to know, they have no idea where to start, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe also some words to um, someone who, who knows what they're doing, you know, that has gotten started, but doesn't know how to kind of get to that place that w- where you're at. Right. Um, definitely. I, I've said this before and um, I, I really feel, 
feel firmly about uh, like just studying psychology um, first and foremost before you know anything about audio or anything because you know when you are producing when you're engineering you're, you're working with different personalities different people ages experience levels all the time so you have to extremely quickly you know be this uh, you know almost like a like a social chameleon in a way like you have to know immediately how to deal with insecure musicians because there are a lot um never you know uh i I, I found a a lot lot of vocalists mostly um but then just a lot of people (laughs) no but it's a very very common thing and uh you know a lot of it uh you know I, i had a guy in last week who he was just so so unbelievably nervous and unprepared that it was almost like affecting the rest of us because it was just like, oh my God, like this guy is so unbelievably nervous and I don't even know how he's going to perform and whatever. And, you know, I just did my thing and within about 30 minutes or whatever, he was complimenting on us saying like how, how, you know, how we're just really kind of making him feel calm and just kind of like, yeah, like, the, the like fact I mentioned, that we're remaining yeah. calm and, and, and yeah. whatever it's because, because they'll For really sure. feel it feed off of you. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're nervous and you're kind of like whatever, the artist is immediately going to pick up on all that. So that the cooler the cucumber you act, like it really kind of transfers. And so before you even know anything about, you know, audio or engineering or whatever, you just have to know how to just really, really get along with people. Um, and just being like, like a good person just to be around too. Um, Cause there are a lot of engineers and producers out there that I've heard of. And, People have said like they're absolutely terrible to work with personally, you know, but their work is good. So, you know, they'll work with them, but they don't enjoy the personal experience with them as much. Um, and I'm just kind of a people person in general. Like, like I, I, like I said, like I, I went to your film. I go to a lot of the band's shows that I work with, you know, on my own time, just because I genuinely just love doing that. I love watching music. Um, and any of the people that I work with, like I usually build some kind of personal relationship with them. It's very rare that I don't, you know. Yeah, I get so, that from you. I feel like you're invested, which is means so much to someone like me. You know, it feels like you're not just a work for hire. You know, you're someone right. that wants to see that move to yeah. and grow, and you want to see your artists succeed. Yeah, which absolutely. you know is not always the case. I think maybe some people think it is, but it's not always the case no. at all. No, not. No, it is. Maybe sometimes when you're in the studio, yeah, you know, yeah. You're, they're champ, they're championing you, but sometimes it's like, okay, then see you later. Yeah, you know, you're not like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, so without even going into any kind of engineering, whatever, I'd say that's the first part to, to start, you know what I mean? And, you know, because I've, I've worked alongside people, too, that are, are very gifted technically, but they extremely just clashed with the artists or their own personality just really, really, you know, clashed with people. And, and, and it made for like a really bad vibe, you know, because you have to create vibe when you're going to make a record, you know. Um, that's a huge thing and then you know that's socially and then technically for, for someone that wants to get into engineering is 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 really rec- you know I recommend uh, learning like from an institute or a school or an independent program because there's a lot more fundamentals out there than you realize like all of us can get our hands on a laptop and pro tools and a microphone and whatever but it doesn't mean that we're all engineers um, just as much as 
I can get my hands on a DSLR camera and I can shoot photos, but I would never call myself a photographer because I don't know the, the first thing about white balance or ISO or whatever. You know what I mean? There's all these things. Well, you, that, you know those terms, which is already a step ahead of a lot of people. <laughs> right. But I, 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 only because I see them and, and whatever, but I don't know what they do or how to use them or whatever. And so, you know, um, there's, there's a ton to learn that you just don't, you know, instinctively know about audio unless you've learned about it, you know? So learning some really, really good fundamentals is, is very crucial. Um, and, and that's why people will pay to go to, you know, like a professional who has been doing it and is experienced, um, as opposed to just doing it in the friend's basement for a hundred dollars, because that's probably what it's going to sound like afterwards, you know? So, Absolutely. That's great yeah. advice, man. I love it. I was just going to say one thing in there. Um, you had mentioned you had someone in that was nervous and unprepared. Mm-hmm. I can understand the nervous part. I mean, artists tend to be neurotic. Mm-hmm. I understand. But be prepared. Right. I was just going to say you have to be prepared. And yeah, that's yeah. going to probably help your nerves because that, yeah. that just makes you look unprofessional. I just, when yeah. you said that part, I was like, mm, right. be prepared. That way, you know, because the nerves are going to mess you up anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. yes. And I think, that I think extra level. that applies to like, every kind of area if you're working with someone or if you're doing a live show for example you wouldn't go to a live show and not be rehearsed i mean maybe some people do but obviously it's not a good idea and it's like if you're going to work with someone who's designing your cd artwork or your website for example you've got to be prepared because you're spending money you know and you want to make sure that you get the best result possible and the way that you can do that as the artist is to be prepared and go in there know what you want and you know, yeah. can get it rather than go in there and just kind of learn as you go along because that's probably going to cost you way more money For than sure. if you spent the time preparing. Yeah, and I mean, unless you're a band like Pearl Jam or whoever who can afford to just block out a studio or have your own studio for months and months and months, a lot of times you don't. And so the more prepared you are, the slicker your record is going to come out, the easier the workflow is going to be, the less, you know, road bumps there are going to be. Not to say that, you know, of course you always let room for some improvisation and whatever, but for, for the, you know, just the basics, like know your tempos for your songs, um, rehearse them, um, pre-production, record your songs before you even entered the studio. So, you know, always. certain parts that people are playing, like a lot of times bands will be rehearsing and they don't have proper monitoring. So they get into the studio, the guy's playing a G on the chorus and the bass player is playing G flat and they're going, what the hell's going on? You're playing that. Oh shit. Now I have to relearn it. You know what I mean? So knowing all those ins and outs before you can get to the studio, save a ton of time and, and wrote and roadblocks and, and just, you don't want to disrupt the general studio flow because that's another big thing about sessions is flow, you know, and, and that's where some people either get it and some people don't, but there's a lot there's a lot that's, and I think that's kind of adds to the social part of it too, is you got to have flow in a, in, in a session as well, you know, cause a lot of times I'll just kind of walk in on a session that say a freelance guy is doing and I'll just kind of quietly sit at the back and I'll watch his flow, you know, and a lot of people just either don't have it and a lot of people do, you know, so that's, that's another thing that you kind of just learn by just doing it and doing it and doing it. And hopefully you know about that as well. Cause I don't think some people know about having a studio flow. So, and that's another thing that you do all the time. And, and, and I find that the artists compliment you later, but they don't really know what it was. 
but they just know that they had a really good time, but they don't understand it's because you kind of really maintained a good flow and a good vibe throughout the session, you know? Do you mean like keeping things rolling without feeling like you're pushing the artist? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. And, 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 and just not, uh, yeah, like not hitting roadblocks or mental blocks or if something isn't working, what can we quickly and effectively do without making it feel like you're, um, pushing them it's kind of it's kind like of hard quickly moving to something else maybe like another song and coming back yeah yeah it's it's, yeah. it's it's kind of hard to describe it's more of a yeah. feeling it's more of like an in the moment feeling you just got to know how to like flow with with things and you yes. know yeah yeah all right darren are you ready for 20 questions all right ready as all okay, over. We're, <laughs> we're gonna race <laughs> through these ones all right all right coffee or tea coffee meat or veggies mmm veggies yes you did that for me tv or netflix <laughs> uh netflix twitter or facebook facebook yoga or yogurt <laughs> yogurt <laughs> <laughs> i knew you'd make that <laughs> breaking bad or homeland breaking bad social distortion or the black crows oh man <laughs> mm, social d education or experience mm. Oh my God, it's tough. Education first. Yeah. Kolsch beer or alt beer? <laughs> uh, might have to go with alt on this one. All right. Can Canada or Scotland? Well, I've never been to Scotland, so I can't fairly say. So I have to say Scot- uh, Canada. Oh, I'm a Freudian Almost slipper. A Freudian slipper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never Friday been. the third. Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, Friday the 13th. Family Guy or American Dad? Family Guy. Okay, I think I'm going to say this right. Knobs Creek or Maker's Mark Bourbon? Mm. <laughs> well, I'd say Knob Creek. Knob Creek? Yeah. It was, it's not Knobs Creek? No, just Knob. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fucking knob. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sam Cooke or Elvis Presley? Elvis. Elvis Presley. Michael Jackson or Ross's favorite, Michael Bolton? <laughs> I'd have to go with uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I <laughs> Two polar opposites here, Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? I'm interested mm. to hear this one. I think I know more about Marilyn Manson. Oh, and I don't know if you that's know, good people, or bad. People, people struggle with this one the most, believe it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if, even from people who I think, oh, this person's for sure a <laughs> person, or this person is surely a Marilyn. Hey, Ross, I'm always really surprised that people actually struggle because I right. find a lot of people can really appreciate both of them. Yeah. Believe it or not, which is amazing for each of their own yeah, talents. I know, exactly. Which are polar and, opposite. And, and I've heard a lot of things about him, even off the stage, that are kind of cool and whatever. And then I've mm. I know stuff about her, and yeah, and, and and I've even seen her in sessions with even like Snoop Dogg and how she is out of her oh. element. And it's are really you serious. Yeah, there's a video on, on the internet of her no and Snoop way. Dogg in the studio, which is really cool to see her not in her cookie cutter. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, being open minded to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's world. that's yeah. really tough. Uh, I I honestly can't. Uh, can we just say Celine dressed as Marilyn? Sure. Let, let's let's okay. just do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I would I would love to see Celine Dion dressed as I usually say Marilyn Manson dressed as Celine Dion, but right. Celine Dion looking like <laughs> Marilyn Manson would actually be fucking awesome. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? I would say Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yeah. Whale or kale? Kale is in the, the food? Yeah. Kale, yeah. Yeah, I would say as, kale. As in, oh, I was going to say as in those smoothies I had every day in the studio. Yeah. Well, they're great, though. I was kale. eating some last night, so I'd say kale. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Bet Midler or the Riddler? <laughs> I'd say the Riddler. It rhymes. That's yeah. really the yeah. only thing. Nice. <laughs> and the final question. I really hope I win this one. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally it's, if I, I, I kind of feel like Marcio. <laughs> we should just give this one to you anyway. But uh, Ross or Marcio? Oh, jeez. <laughs> he has to think about it. That's almost that's painful. Just in itself. And, uh, well, it's the first time I, I, I met Ross. You know, exactly. He seems delightful, but I do have a history with you. Um, exactly. <laughs> oh God! Here, it, but don't it, base this on your history. Base this on your future. No, base- <laughs> How would I flip a coin? That's the best line you've ever said on the show, Ross. Thank you. I've been oh, holding on to that one. I've been waiting. I know, for that. You're waiting for the right moment to right? use that. Yes. Um. <laughs> I. I how, how would I flip a coin? Is that fair? How would you just um, say me, Darren, or else like I'm gonna drive over there? It's only like a half okay. hour. And be like, okay, how did you not pick me? <laughs> if I don't choose Marcio, he he has more of an ability to show up to my house than than Ross That's does. True. So That's true. Right, there you go. <laughs> That's true. Actually, there I live even closer to you than the studio. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh man, so uh, people can check out um, the studio that you work at for a few years now, uh, Jacasa. It's at uh, jacasamediagroup.com. Uh, you are Maggi Wally, M-A-G-I-W-A-L-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. And at the studio's Facebook is Jacasa, Jacasa Media Group. That's all it is. Yep. And uh, people should go uh, definitely add you and um, check out all the craziness that you post. As for me... I'm working on my second solo album, and you can hear my music at marcinavalli.com. I also recently released my award-winning documentary, Walking Proof, which Darren is in, and it chronicles the making of my debut full-length solo album, and you can now actually watch it for free at marcinavalli.com slash walkingproof. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which are all slash marcinavalli, and uh, search me out on Spotify, and uh, make sure you click that follow button, or whatever it is. Can I just ask you guys just one question? Of course. Yes. Number two or number three? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what the number three is. Yeah, join the club. Um, yeah. Does, any, does anyone know what number three is? Uh, uh, no, that's kind of the unknown. And if you watch the documentary, you'll know what we're talking about. So for, for your listeners and viewers, they, uh, yeah. they need to check it out. And I think they need to put their own theories on what a number three is. And this they should tell us on Twitter what they think it is. Yeah. It's Hashtag, true. what is the number three? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too funny, brother. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as electrickiwi and on Facebook, electrickiwidesign. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, Alyssa Parma, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. I can hear my son upstairs screaming, Mommy! Just want to let you guys know. All links are in the show notes, so make sure you check them out because uh, they're all awesome for sponsoring the show, and uh, we appreciate it. So if you want to sponsor our show, Ross will tell you how. Yeah, if you want to sponsor the show, then you would be just as awesome as the people we just mentioned. You can sp- find out all the details at patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Awesome. Thanks so much, Darren. Come back again soon, okay, brother? Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.